0: Good morning, everyone. Hey, I am doing a podcast short, and this is another episode of Closing the Gap with Denise Cooper. But shorts are, you know, 15, 20 minutes, maybe 10, 15 minutes, actually. And I'm sitting out on my deck. You can hear the birds out in the background. And I just happened to record a conversation with a friend of mine, Pam Brooks. And we were talking about the state of leadership development and what do companies, executives, HR professionals, OD professionals, what do you need to do during this time of COVID to look at your programs and redesign them for the 21st century? I hope you'll stay tuned. She gives three great tips on what you can do immediately. Take one, take two, take three of those tips and plug them in and turn a old program into something new. So sit back, relax, as you hear a podcast short from Denise Cooper, Closing the Gap, taking you from where you are now to where you need to be, offering practical and reliable tips that are going to help you be successful in the 21st century.
1: How are you doing, Pam?
2: I couldn't be better. I get to talk to you today, Denise.
1: Hallelujah. All right. Pam is a senior organizational development consultant with Cornerstone Consulting and her specialty is designing leadership development programs for the 21st century, which if you've been listening, um, I've been talking about. Leadership is changing. It's not, you know, what is that old um, Oldsmobile? This is not your your daddy's Oldsmobile. This is not the old world anymore. We have a new normal. And leadership development has got to change to address the way we work today. And I am so happy because a couple of days ago Pam and I were talking about the program that she had put in at Arizona State University. She's now moved on and is now um, putting together another program that will be launched post this new normal because of COVID-19. And we were just talking about what are the things that keep it from, um, keep leadership development from really getting into the ground and that's what we're gonna be talking about today. So first question, Pam, is, so tell me, you know, big picture, what are you doing? What is this project about? (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, I think this is a a, a a pandemic in the in the world. Besides the virus, is leadership today is something that has to get pushed down to the lower levels because of things like now. We we have to have the people at the lower end empowered to make decisions and to move and to act. And the reality is, is we just don't have the training to push down there. So you get people that are pushed into leadership positions, push and decision making decisions without the training, and they feel lost. Mm. And so you wonder why we have the stats that we do about people leaving or people disengaged because their leader sucks. Well, who wants to be a leader today, right? Right. So The
1: the other side of it, you know, so we've got those softer, harder to measure stats. But the other side of it is, When we run it through, you know, some of the other programs on measuring um, HR metrics, when we can pull that through, what the things that we see is lower um, sales, higher cost for sales, higher operational costs, um, safety errors are popping up, and it's because we're turnover. We're still, um, as you said, working from a model that is pretty flat. And we're in a very dynamic situation right now.
2: Absolutely. And
1: so the process of designing
2: training has to be something that can be more readily available to more people, Mm -hmm. um, which is one of the things I'm working on. But the other part is that we need to keep it, I want to say simplistic, but we have to anchor it around something so that people get what it is they're getting and what they're supposed to do with it. So in the one that I'm in, in, in working in right now, I, I kind of have what I call the three years ease. I'm designing it for an engineering department, and and the first one is engagement. You have to have a way to get the people to go. God, I want to be a part of that. That's that sounds cool. That's gonna help me. They have to have the personal engagement. They've got to see that the superiors are willing to also engage in this and own it. So it's not just like, hey, go take that training or hey, get on and take that class. It's no, we really want you to engage in this process. It's a learning process. You're going to improve your self-awareness and emotional intelligence and also your skill set. So the first part is getting them engaged.
1: Yeah, and so I, I equate that with, you know, we do what we see others do successfully. So if exactly. senior management is saying, hey, I took this class, it helped me X, Y, Z, then others are more likely to follow and want to get on that bandwagon, Right. Right. And and even if they
2: haven't taken the class, because like we're starting a new thing. Mm-hmm. They know enough about it and they've went through the side. Yeah. Like we're creating the mentor um, supervisory class. It's like, hey, yeah. no, I, I know what you're going through because I've had to go through the other side of it. Like I'm there right. with you. Right. Right. And then the other part is the empowerment. You almost need to. You know, really look. What are the skill sets that they need coming out? What is it they tangibly, practically have to do when they come out? So that you're giving them lessons, but then you're also giving them practical. This is the exercise. This is the task. And now you're going to take what you learned, apply it to this task, and I'm going to sit down beside you and we're going to review that. We're going to coach you through that. We're going to pick you up. And we're going to go. Cool. You got that. We did this, and, and, and let's do it again. Like that process. So they have to empower them, and they have to you know, go, okay, we're going to give you the skill sets that you need. And then the final part then, and and we're doing contracts in this too. So the first one is just making them aware of supervision. What is it? And they're going to sign a contract that says, hey, I agree to take this class and here's what I'm going to do through the class. Like I'm signing the contract, committing to it. And and then the supervisors right there with them signing the contract saying, yeah, and I'm going to follow up on X, Y, Z right? Accountability. And at the end, we want them to embrace the fact that leadership is a process. You're not done. It's not like I got my degree, I'm putting it on the wall. No, Mm -hmm. I mean, in the last course that I taught, I'd walk around and go, oh, yeah, look, they've got that, that they completed the (laughs) class on the wall, but they're not doing it, right? And so to really from that standpoint, embrace the fact that this is an ongoing process and that while they're going through too i mean if it's a larger organization that they can embrace also those that they went through it with they can embrace those that they've met in the process and say hey i got this new something let's go back let's connect Mm -hmm. on it what how did you get through it how can i get through it what did you learn and -hmm. start to share those best practices and Mm -hmm. and that creates the unity and the engagement that this isn't just a, a a one and done class but this is an ongoing process and you're 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 putting a foundation in, you're empowering them to get that foundation in, and you're showing them what this process is like so that they can continue to go through that process as they continue to learn and expand and do new things.
1: Wow, well, I just had a thought too, by having the supervisor in there and contracted to do it, you know, a lot of times when I'm coaching a supervisor or, or someone who's managing a team, they're often struggling to say, okay, so what am I coaching them on? How and Not so much coaching them on exactly. problems, but to coach them to, you know, shift from being a problem focus but to more of a solution process and how to make that process of of higher performance something interactive and, and the focus rather than, oh, you did this wrong, you did that wrong. So the beauty of this is is that we're now teaching this the manager or the executive how to focus exactly. on something good and take we're, that we're... to a better level.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, right? yes, yes. Right. That's
2: it. And, you know, and that's that's really what I saw in and, and, and talking with the person that is my key contact in to help this through. She just said, Pam, I, I need this not just for my new coming up. I need it for my existing people. They need a yeah. refresher. They need something. And so this was something that we put in and said, God, what a great way to have a refresher. We've got the mm-hmm. course, but now these other people need to kind of upscale a little bit and understand what the participants are going through and know what their part of it is. so that they can feel empowered as well to to take on that leadership role and embrace what's there without feeling like they're wrong, bad, or awful.
1: Right. So as you look at it, and and I know you're still in the design phase um, uh, for this particular program itself, how will you know that it's working? When they tell two friends to
2: get in it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I think even in the last leadership trainings that I have been in, when you're working with them. And this, this one leadership program is going to take at least a year to a year and a half to work it through. But we're doing it in, I want to say, chunks so that each person can take a piece of it at a time. So if they don't have time, they can come back and finish that other unit without going, I'm committing to a year and a half class. If I don't make any part, I start over. Oof, mm-hmm, people don't mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. We're, we're giving them sections of it in chunks. But like when I was coaching in my last Mastering Leadership, when you get about... Three quarters of the way through, and you head into the coaching session, and instead of them going, "Oh, what are we going to deal about today?" They're like, "Oh my gosh, Pam! You know, you taught us how to use DISC and work with our employees. Why haven't we used this before?" Uh, because this is so profoundly like, "Oh my God, I used it last week with my employee, and da 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 da." And it's like, okay, <laughs> That's yeah, you know yeah. turn the corner. It's like, yeah. it's not just the. A thing you're learning. It is a a practical. It's a tool. It's something that they take away, and you can see the transformation, and even how the employees are looking up at them, going, "Oh wow, yeah, why didn't we do this before?" kind of thing. And so it it becomes a part
1: of them, and
2: that's when you know you've really made it right.
1: Okay, so I took down that there are kind of three parts that you're building in this. The first is engagement. The second is empowerment, which is about the tangible, tactical, task-focused kinds of activities that are in the program and then it's about Mm -hmm. encouragement and that's the partnering with their supervisor contracting actually not even partnering but contracting with their supervisor on a specific set of of skills and tasks that are going to be done and 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 the supervisor is now doing you know what i love because you know when you're in management there's really only four things you got to do set the vision um manage resources delegation but follow up and ensure follow through. And so by contracting with the, yep. the supervisor, you're handling the two biggies that when I'm working with people, they, they just have a hard time.
0: Um, yeah. That's part of priorities
1: the priorities and then and, follow up.
2: Yeah. And when you talked about that, that vision and everything, that is a key part of this training right up front is for them yeah. to understand the vision and mission of the company and to sit down then with their supervisor. So like, you know, it's a, Sometimes you get the, the big companies and it's like, yeah, that's the vision. It's all the way out there. But to bring it down to your department and then to bring it down to that person yeah. and say, here's what you do in your job. And to get that person to think it themselves and not just be told, but, you know, how do you feel that you can take what you're doing and and help it direct towards that company vision, which is, a, again, that coaching turnaround. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You figure it out and I'll go, oh, that's cool. And and, and here's a couple other things maybe you can think about, right? That, yes. A process
1: that's that's
2: embracing it and that's moving it to the next level
1: absolutely well, thank you for your time. I know you've got to get back to um, working with these on this particular project. I can't wait to hear the other side how it went, and I love the fact that um, this is a company who understands that testimonials. And one person telling another person who tells two other people is as good a measurement as anything else inside their company, just like they measure it when they're talking about their marketing. So with that, um, Pam, uh, I'm going to, you know, you know, I'm always following you. You know, you and I are going to work together again on some project. And uh, I still appreciate your time. Everybody, if you really like this, please share it with a couple people. Not just because it's, you know, you're following me, but you do a world of good to help people understand how to redesign leadership development. And this is all about remaking leadership for the 21st century.
0: Talk to you again. Bye. Thanks. Well, that's another edition of Closing the Gap. Hey, if you really like this, then don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode when they are published. And we'd love it more than you can imagine if you would share these ideas, start a conversation. Does your leadership development processes, or the lack of them, need to be elevated to deal with the pressures and the changing world that we now live in, the 21st century? Again, thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye.